Ladies and gentlemen, the Conservative Daily Podcast is back again. And now your host, Max McGuire. Welcome back to the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Coming on for the second hour and joining me this hour will be Jake. Jake Frejo. Jake, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Max. So w- what do you think about, we're, I don't want to talk too much about it, but what do you think about what I was talking about? As I know you were listening the first hour, I, I think a lot of this does boil down to obviously the identity politics of, of trying to drive the wedge. But I mean, you've experienced this with, with Antifa. I mean, we see what Antifa was doing in Denver. They, they have this idea that they're fighting communists. I'm sorry, they're fighting fascists. And they just label someone as fascist and they just they want to attack them. It, 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 it just seems like it, it it doesn't get more dehumanizing than that. It doesn't get more disconnected than that. Just having just randomly being attacked by some Internet communist who knows nothing about you, but has just branded you as an enemy of the state. Yeah, no, it's uh, they should they should look into the definition of fascism themselves. Uh, they check a lot of the boxes as far as I'm concerned, but. Uh, you know, when when you live in the Instagram generation, these people, their attention span lasts no longer than 30 seconds. So any any yeah. any, any critical aspect of the definition would not would not go well, go over well with them. Yeah, it's uh, it's concerning. I mean, it's all it's all part of the same the same problem of of not recognizing the other person as being a, a, a person. Right. Not empathizing, not seeing yourself in them. And being told time and time again that they are the enemy, that they are the enemy. It, it's that th- we mentioned in the first hour with the Yvette Falarca. It's not a it's not a crime to punch a fascist. Well, I mean, historically, you look at Nazism, which Nazi is just an acronym. It's National Socialism German Workers Party, right? So you have National Socialism versus Socialism, and they and they want to just brawl in the street, right? Not yeah, recognizing yeah, keyword there the, the, Socialism. The, the, they they overlook two sides that of the part. same coin. They overlook that part that that socialism is the uh, resounding uh, tenant between nowadays and, and the Nazis, but they, they they seem to be able to find ways to write that aspect off. They do, and this is why I'm not avoiding the topic. I think this is a good segue because one of the ways you get away from this problem, the idea of of hating someone without even knowing them, of, of just living your whole life believing that there's some race of people out there that are just eager to make you fail, right? Which is what critical race theory ultimately teaches. The way to get away from that is education. And you're not going to get that from the schools. You're going to get that from nonprofit organizations who are going to teach, who are going to teach religion, faith. They're going to teach charity. They're going to teach civics. They're going to teach all the things that schools used to teach you but have now given up. Yeah, yeah, the nonprofit, the 501c3, c4 field is really the the foundation of, you know, ideological advancement. You cut that off, that's, you know, you you you're cutting cutting off any any change against your will, you know, at, at a base yeah. level. Which is why I don't want to bury the lead too much, but go ahead put to my go to my screen, Mr. Producer. This is the latest news out of the Biden administration. The latest news coming out of the Biden administration is that the IRS just denied. We go to my screen, Josh. The IRS just denied a religious group their tax exempt status because they stated Bible teachings are affiliated 
with the Republican Party. The idea that if you want to start a charity and you want to spread the gospel, something that you have the legal right to do, protected by the First Amendment, and that the tax code says you have the right to organize in a way that will make you not have to pay taxes, right, a, a, a nonprofit. These IRS goons denied the, the application for Christians engaged because they determined that Bible teachings are typically affiliated with the Republican Party. That's and grabbing. Candidates. That's grabbing for straw, you know, grabbing for straws. Uh, you know, 501c3 is a is a nonprofit in which your donations are tax deductible. <clears throat> so I guess the big advantage in that is to, you know, the advantage that they're trying to capitalize on is if if they can blockade you from being a 501c3 and label you as a C4 because a C4 is partisan yeah. and, and, and more for lobbying and political purposes, you know, then they, then they can, uh, you know, discourage the, the potential donor from donating to you because if I donate $1,000 to a 501c3, I can write that off. If I donate yeah. $1,000 to a 501c4, no, no. So it's, 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 I would say it's probably 90-10 split as far as w w when people are doing their charitable donations. And, you know, this was a lot of my experience working at Veritas, Ver uh, Project Veritas of 501c3. And they, they kept trying to do the same thing with, uh, with Veritas, saying that, you know, you're, you're partisan, and, and they weren't. And, you know, that's it. Is <laughs> yeah. They're going down from the top down all the way to the bottom. And, and, and in my opinion, the most vital component of, of, of that is facing censorship is at the nonprofit level. Uh, you know, if you can cut that off, then you can really cut off the trajectory of, 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 of progress in terms of <clears throat> ideological marketing. If you want it, you know, information, it's, it's, in, and it's another variant of information warfare. If you, you just turn off the money flow, then you can turn off the information. So I'm not yeah, surprised. So Let's go to my screen, Mr. Producer Josh, and um, this is the letter that they got, Christians Engaged, um, that they got from the IRS informing them that they would not be granting them 501c, I believe C3 status, because um, re religion is, is too, sufficient, uh, too Republican for their liking. This is the mission statement. Your mission statement indicates that you exist to awaken, motivate, and empower ordinary believers in Jesus Christ to pray for the nation regularly, vote in every election to impact the culture, engage hearts in some form of political education or activism for the future of the nation, strive to educate Christians on the importance of prayer, voting, and engagement in a nonpartisan manner. And they basically say that uh, it doesn't matter if, if you're going to have people pray in a nonpartisan manner, that prayer itself is now somehow partisan. I mean, you take this down. I mean, there, there's two big parts of that. Yeah, it's, one, it's, it's interesting it, because, well, one, NPR defines 501c3 as a nonprofit for specific, and this is NPR, uh, specifically religious, charitable, or educational purposes. So they're going against the whole definition of, 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 of the, you know, of, of what <laughs> their own people have defined it as. Yeah. So the, the two parts of this, obviously, they do not want right-leaning because it, it sounds like they probably would be more right-leaning than left. Who knows, though? Who knows? Um, I, I bet you they probably aren't going to be trying to awaken Christians to vote for abortion. Um, 
but again, who knows? It's the idea that if you pray, you are somehow automatically conservative. But this flip side of it is that, oh, no, you, you, no way someone saying they want to have a, a nonprofit about prayer could possibly be liberal. I mean, that's terrifying because up until a little while, liberal believers still exist existed in this country. They're, they're dwindling every year. Fewer and fewer liberals are considering are calling themselves believers, regardless of what religion um, it is, being men or women of faith. Fewer and fewer every year, liberals are actually calling themselves believers. That's the other terrifying part of this, is that this government bureaucrat, which we have the name, what's the guy's name? Um, I'll, I'll find the name. Um, he feels comfortable enough with saying that Oh no! A faith organization has to be has to be conservative, has to be Republican. When even a couple of years ago, that wouldn't necessarily have been the case. Yeah, uh, it's uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, look, it, the, the 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 whole risk of all of this is is you can you can censor via media, right? And then the free market allows you to form alternative platforms like Telegram. And then ultimately it gets down to the banksters and the IRS in conjunction with them in that with the flip of a switch and the passage of some legislation, they can turn off cash flows. And, and, and you know, I, I would say that the, the censorship of media is less of a risk to democracy in this form than the, the, the power the banks have in that if, if you find a way around mainstream media, they just turn off your bank account. They just turn off your, your, yeah. your tax status. They just turn off the water in short. Yeah, so we have, we have a, this clip from Fox of the, the people involved with Christians Engage coming on and telling their story. Why don't we play a little bit of that right now Ms. Brewster, let's go ahead and play Cut 5. The IRS denying tax-exempt status to a religious group called Christians Engage tonight, ostensibly because Bible teachings on specific issues are, quote, affiliated with the Republican Party. So let's discuss this recent ruling. The First Liberty Institute counsel, Leah Patterson, and the president of Christians Engaged, Bunny Pounds. Great to have you both with us. A pleasure. Thank you. Great to be here, Shannon. I want to read a little bit from the IRS letter denying your tax-exempt status. It says this, you instruct individuals on issues that are prominent in political campaigns and instruct them in what the Bible says about the issue, how they should vote. Uh, these issues generally are associated with political party platforms. These facts preclude you from exemption under the IRS Section 501c3. And um, Bunny, they talk about the fact that a number of people with your group have been or currently hold positions that involve the GOP, that you once ran for Congress as a Republican. And they say there's just too much there to say that this is a neutral, nonpartisan uh, institution. So what do you say? It's crazy, Shannon. You know, uh, the former president's wife, Michelle Obama, has a nonprofit initiative for voter mobilization to minorities, to um, young people. Everyone um, that comes out of office has a nonprofit, and they're talking about public policy issues. All we do with Christians Engaged is engage the church, the body of Christ, to pray for their elected officials, their city, state, and nation, to learn to vote in every election, and to engage in the political process. All we're talking about is civic duties, and it's, it's really crazy that this letter was even written. 
This is another part of the letter. They say, while you educate voters on what the Bible says about issues, your educational activities are not neutral. The topics typically are affiliated with distinct candidates and specific political party platforms. So Leah, how do you get around that? Do they say if you're, if you're hinting at or supporting specific parties or candidates, you're not nonpartisan? Well, the issue here is that the IRS considers uh, the education based on biblical teachings to be a political campaign activity. And that's just not correct. The, the tax code actually protects the ability of 501c3s to advocate for their beliefs on public policy issues as long as they're not going around endorsing candidates. And that's not what is happening here. So, Bunny, I guess then that's the that's the rub that they say if you're teaching biblical principles that that's partisan. Uh, where do you go from here? It's crazy. We were so thankful for our friends at First Liberty to take this appeal. We are a small nonprofit. We're you know have been operating for the last 18 months, but you know for the sake of our donors, for our supporters, the people of Texas that support us around the state. It was an incredible thing for First Liberty to take this case, to appeal this to the IRS, and, and we're excited to see what they have to say in response. Yeah, so Leah, what, what is that process like, and when do you think you'll have a determination of the next step? So we'll be working through the IRS's administrative appeal process over the next few months, and we're optimistic about the result, but if not, we could go to federal court. Yeah, and what do you think your option is there, Leah? What's your best argument on the legal front uh, for overcoming this determination? Well, the best argument is that the IRS's decision that Bible teachings are affiliated with the Republican Party is contrary to the IRS's own regulations and to the constitutional protections of free speech and free exercise of religion. So, Bunny, uh, if this doesn't work out, will you continue with these efforts? Um, what motivates you? What do you do next? Well, our motivation is to find the Awakening Church and plug them into processes of prayer, voting, and engagement. We do that from a nonpartisan point of view. We, we talk about how we're here to minister to all Texans, all Americans. It's so important for the church to rise up and be salt and light in our nation, and that is not precluding politics. We should be active in business, media, culture, and politics is just one of those things. And I like to tell people, we don't leave Jesus at the 100-foot marker, we take him into the ballot box. So to say that we can't well, instruct Christians on biblical values as it relates to voting habits is just crazy. Well, Bunny and Leah, thank you both very much. Please keep us. So that was, um, that was the, the organization, Christians Engage, plus the, uh, the other organizations that, that's now taking up their cause. Um, good a time as ever to remind you that this podcast is sponsored by WeThePeopleHolsters.com. We talked in the first hour about people being dragged out of their, their cars and gunned down. Terrible stuff. But now we have the, the federal government turning on the most basic of our freedoms, the idea that you're allowed to pray without that prayer being interpreted as some kind of political opinion. This this stuff is not getting better. You got to make sure you are armed to protect protect yourself, your family, and your community if necessary. We the people holsters are 100% made in America the way they should be. They're custom molded to fit your exact firearm for a quick, smooth draw, and they start at just forty. They have thousands of different options and configurations to choose from, plus a selection of custom printed holsters, including a line of Realtree camouflage holsters. So if you hunt a lot and you use Realtree camouflage, you can get a holster that will match your, your, your hunting clothing so you won't stick out like a sore 
thumb. While you're there, make sure you check out their complete line of patriotic t-shirts, including their new EDC tactical gun belt, all of which is manufactured 100% in the United States. So make sure you show them your support and show us some support by supporting our sponsor. And go to wethepeopleholsters.com forward slash CD. And if you use promo code CD10, Charlie Delta 10, you will get $10 off your order. Not 10%, $10. So that's wethepeopleholsters.com forward slash CD. Wethepeopleholsters.com forward slash CD. And use promo code CD10 to get $10 off. So Jake. Yes. This, this is eerily reminiscent of what was going on in the Obama years. This is eerily reminiscent of the the open season that we saw in the Obama administration at the IRS targeting conservative 501c3 and 501c4 organizations. Are you seeing the comparison? Yeah, absolutely. I I I I think that they're going to play, you know, middle ground and say, "Oh, look, we we're not going to give you 501c3 status, 501 we'll just give you 501c4." to, you know, essentially absolve themselves of any uh, bias. But 501c4 is, is still a torpedo into your, your revenue stream uh, because the individual donating to you cannot claim a, a, a tax deduction on it. So essentially it's me just taking my money and throwing it in the street versus being able to, you know, take a write-off on it. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's all, you know it's all compounding it's all it all began with obama essentially and i I find it ironic that uh you know they're very anti-audit when it comes to election procedures and 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 and, you know ballots and and things like that but when it comes to the irs sign me up you know they're all they're all for auditing and so you know moving forward my fear is that they'll they'll prevent any new onboarding by blockading 501c3 status, you know, license. Which is what they did under Lois Lerner. Applications. And then everything beyond that is just going to be a a firing squad of audits against existing 501c3s. And, you know, that that, that in in conjunction with big tech and just, you know, being able to deplatform people on the, the payment processing level, it's, it's, it's a pincer move. It's coming from all angles. It's coming from the media. It's coming from the banks. It is. Or banksters, as I like to call them. And, you know, even from the IRS angle, and you know, they're all holding hands, singing, you know, and it should be interesting to see where it ends up. So it's important to mention that if the Democrats had their way, nonprofit organizations wouldn't be able to talk about anything political. We've talked about on the show. I'm not going to give a whole synopsis again, but when you look at Citizens United versus FEC, that was a case dealing with Citizens United. They wanted to broadcast a documentary cl- critical of Hillary Clinton during an election year. FEC said, you're not allowed to do that. Citizens United said, yes, we can. We're an organization of free people, and we shouldn't have to leave our First Amendment rights at the door when we join this association. The Supreme Court agreed with them and gave them the sem- same kind of powers that labor unions have had for forever. So Democrats never cared that labor unions were a collection of free people and using the association to advance a political goal. They didn't care about that. They only cared about it when conservatives started doing the same through 501c3 or 501c4 organizations. And what's so terrifying about this is with Lois Lerner, it wasn't just she wanted to stop organizations from from getting their 501c3 or 501c4 status. It was that it was a specific effort to stop them from organizing during election years. Not only that, Lois Lerner 
was cooperating with the DOJ and trying to refer applicants to the DOJ for and the FEC for prosecution. So we have a couple of clips. It's it's so long ago that Lois Lerner isn't a household name anymore. But I want to play a couple of clips just so you can get a feel for what we were talking about just a few years ago. Let's play this first throwback clip, cut number six. Coordinating with the Department of Justice, trying to help them with respect to potential criminal charges against regular American groups that were right-leaning based on what she thought was too much political activity. And then we also found out a couple of years ago, this is happens to be a month before uh, I I gave birth to my son, so just keep that in mind when you see this clip. Um, But she, a man named Al Salvi, out of the state of mm-hmm. Illinois, who had run for the for the Senate seat now held by Dick Durbin, who is a Democrat. So this Al Salvi did not win this race. The Democrat Dick Durbin did. He talked to me about how when he was running, she, Lois Lerner, was heading up the Federal Election Commission and went after him full bore on charges that were never right. substantiated and repeatedly thrown out. And that when she finally gave up because she couldn't make the case, she tried to extract a promise from him. Listen to what he said. She asked me to get out of politics for the rest of my life. I asked her, uh, Lois, would you put that in writing? And she said no. Oh, my team edited out the very pregnant me, which was very nice. Uh, so, Congressman Jordan, let me ask you, if we now have proof positive that this woman is a partisan, that she yep. did have ill motivations at heart, whether they in fact motivated her behavior we can right. only surmise, but didn't, wouldn't it be nice to have somebody look into it? Well, yeah, yeah, and, and exactly. And the evidence keeps pointing in that direction. What we do know, Megan, and you referenced this, is that Lois Lerner was working with the Justice Department clear back in 2010 and gave them 21 disks of information about C4 organizations, 1.1 million pages of information about C4 organizations. Some of that, a small bit of that, had co- uh, confidential donor information. But the, uh, the IRS gave that to the Justice Department. The FBI had that file for four years. And then you get the testimony that you got from Mr. Salvi. It all points to this was, and it may be, maybe, and this is why we're looking into it, some coordinated effort to go after people for, again, exercising your most fundamental right, your right to. So um, when Obama was asked about this, he said that it was just some, some random group of people out of Cincinnati who were doing this. It was some, some, some group of federal employees at Cincinnati. He says, I have no idea what's going on. No idea what's going on. I just, I don't see how the IRS could put in writing in, in this case, forwarding back, moving back today. And we, we have another clip of Lois Lerner. We'll play in a little bit. I have a hard time believing Jake that the IRS could put it in writing that prayer is Republican. I have a hard, I have a hard time believing that would be put in writing without even approval or tacit approval from the higher ups. I, just, I don't think that a low level IRS bureaucrat can make a determination like that. I, I don't think it's possible. Do, do you buy the belief that this is just a this is just a small thing? It's not an overarching policy change. No, I mean, the inverse would be you take all the other religions and see where they fall ideologically and ask it is the same process being applied to them, you know, yeah. and, and the answer is no. So it's not. It's it's specifically Christianity is a defining you know feature of Republicanism, so that makes you partisan. So we're not going to give you the five hundred one c three status. So I I call BS on that, but you know. So we have another clip 
from a couple of years ago with uh, where one of the actual organizations that were targeted. People don't know who Lois Lerner was. Lois Lerner was the woman in charge of these kinds of applications, 501c3, 501c4 or, uh, applications. And not only was she rejecting any time a Tea Party organization or any, anything conservative, anything patriots, not only was she rejecting those applications, but she was taking the applications and forwarding them to the FBI and the FEC to try and get them shut down. Like She's as partisan as it, it can get. Here's another clip from Fox Business from a few years ago where one of these organizations, one of the people involved, explained what was happening to them. Let's play cut number seven. The Justice Department says it will not reconsider prosecuting former IRS official Lois Lerner. Now, Lerner and the tax agency were accused of targeting conservative groups. Joining us now is Becky Gerritsen, president of the Wetumpka, Alabama Tea Party. And Becky, you once testified in front of Congress about this. You were targeted. Yes. And for those who may not remember your story, just tell me how that all came about. We applied for a 501c4 tax status right. in 2010. And we were refused that status. We were held off for over two years. And they sent, the IRS sent us a questionnaire of 80 questions outside the scope of what they're allowed to ask, wanting to know our donors' names, our volunteers' names, times and places of where we're speaking, uh, resumes of our speakers, copies of every resumes. speech ever given. What? These are things that we have the freedom of speech to Address our government if we want to. We're allowed to talk about these so things. So you testified to Congress outlining all of this, Yes. let's call it what it is, harassment. Absolutely. Intimidation. And what kind of reaction did you get? I mean, obviously nothing has happened. Well, I am stunned. The Department of Justice has decided not to pursue any uh, criminal investigation towards Lois Lerner. And the only thing I can ask myself is, have they seen the evidence that I've seen? Right. I have bins at home full of papers and copies of emails showing the IRS colluding with the Department of Justice, and maybe that's why we're not hearing anything, right. and the Federal Election Commission, along with Democratic senators and congressmen to target Tea Party groups and conservative grassroots groups. I mean, it it's, doesn't take a genius to work out what was going on here. It was very obvious, um, and you weren't certainly the only group. No. There were many out there yes. who received the same sort Over of Over 300 groups were targeted. Over a 27-month period, not one conservative group got a tax-exempt status. For 50 years, the IRS has been giving these exemptions, but for all of a sudden, for 27 months, no one gets one. And Lois Lerner, if I remember rightly, just pleaded the fifth, right? She refused to testify. That's right. So given all of this, did you get a reason from the Department of Justice as to why they're not going to proceed? Not yet. Um, and I am in the works with trying to get a meeting with Attorney General Jeff Sessions. He was my senator at the time this course, was going on. Yes, so he, he yes. understood what was happening. I just, I really want to understand why they don't want to prosecute or even investigate. She actually sent emails, confidential emails, which is a felony, right. to other agencies. That alone is criminal. So I don't understand so why. So you're giving up. Oh, no. And actually, the uh, American Center for Law and Justice is representing us. We are I mean, suing the IRS, and we're in the discovery. So. Well, it's financial warfare. It, yeah, it is. And th that that statistic where they're, they're giving out these 501c3, 501c4 thing, uh, classification is almost like it's candy. If you want one, you can get it. As long as you fill out the paperwork correctly, you don't leave any spots blank, you can get a 501 classification. And all of a sudden, this woman gets into power 
and for 27 straight months, they're all just denied. It's very obvious that this was political. You don't just have a sea change like that and it not be political, which is why it's so terrifying that now we're seeing it happening again. Now, I hope it's just a one-off, but if this is a trend where conservative organizations are being targeted and being denied 501c3 or 501c4 statuses for fear that they could potentially break the rules, not even with seeing any evidence that they have been breaking the rules, just fear that they could and that prayer itself is Republican or whatever nonsense the IRS is concluding. We're in for a rough couple of years because we need faith organizations. We need civic organizations to take the country back. That's how we won in the Obama midterms through organizing and mobilizing those different faith and civic organizations, the Tea Party movement. If this is an effort to get out in front of the next Tea Party movement and to stop it from from affecting change, then we're in for a long Biden administration. It's not coincidental. Nothing, nothing, nothing in my take says it's coincidental. So I, I, I appreciate your optimism of it possibly being coincidental, but no. I mean, you know, they were they were they they were they were coming at Veritas with audits and 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 yeah. all, all sorts, you know, saying that five hundred one c three status was invalid because they were partisan. But I mean, even if you go back, there's clear cut evidence that they are not. If you go back to the instance, you're from Texas. If uh, there was a yeah. a story they did uh, in San Antonio with uh, some woman, uh, this, she was Raquel, her name was Raquel Rodriguez. And she had been running, uh, she was an operative for a Republican, or should I say a rhino in Texas, and she had been running a ballot harvesting ring, and months after the video, the investigation video was released, she ended up getting arrested on multiple felony charges, Yeah. and perfect example that nonpartisan, and yet, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, you know, we go back to my experience with the DOJ, or you know the justice system of the state of New York, it doesn't matter anymore. So that's that's the real concern: is how do you navigate a course when they get to write the laws? Yeah, it, well, they they haven't really written any laws yet to allow this because right now on the books there is still the lowest learner rule, which is on the books in federal law, saying that the IRS cannot go after conservative groups. That is supposed to be. The law, when you look at H.R. 1, which is the For the People Act, it's the Democrats' big bill to change election laws all around the country, one of the provisions in that bill would eliminate the lowest learner rule. So it, it would eliminate the safeguard that was put in place to make sure this kind of stuff doesn't happen anymore. That's a Democrat bill. They want to make it open season again in the IRS. We have this clip from Representative, I'm going to mispronounce his name, Russian Thaler. Russian Thaler. Representative Russian Thaler. He tried to get that provision removed during the markup process. I don't believe he was successful. Here's the congressman explaining why H.R. 1 is so dangerous because it would eliminate the lowest learner rule. Let's play cut number eight. Madam Chairman, I have an amendment to the rule to make an order amendment 183 to H.R. 1 offered by Mr. Kelly of Pennsylvania. This amendment strikes Section 4501, which will allow the IRS to use political positions as criteria for determining whether to grant an organization tax-exempt status. Madam Chair, one of the most unsettling provisions in this legislation is the repeal of the lowest learner rule following the IRS scandal that targeted conservative nonprofits, which ultimately resulted in a Department of Justice settlement. As recently as last December, this provision was renewed to ensure that the IRS cannot use political positions 
of an organization in determining whether it qualifies for tax exempt status. I'm not sure what has changed since Congress renewed this restriction just two months ago. And I remain concerned that they will again use the IRS to target conservatives. It's important that we continue to uphold freedom of speech protections for nonprofits. Therefore, I urge the adoption of my motion to <clears throat> ensure this amendment can have a full and fair debate on the House floor. Thank you, Madam Chair. And with that, I yield back. So the reason that I believe that this is coordinated is not just because it looks to be. The Democrats have made effort after effort to remove the very rule put in place to make sure the IRS can't do this anymore. So when you see their number one bill, H.R. 1, the for, so-called For the People Act, and you see that it would eliminate the lowest learner rule and that this is something Democrats are pushing, they say that this is necessary to save democracy, that without this bill passed as is, democracy itself would, would die. And they say, well, actually, it includes a provision to allow the IRS to go after conservative organizations. That's what they're talking about. This is this is by design. So maybe this one IRS bureaucrat didn't get the memo and, and didn't know to wait a couple weeks um, or a couple months. But this is obviously, very obviously, by design. It's very obviously something the Democrats want to happen. They want to bring us back to the lowest learning years. And, uh, and, and they think that they can get away with it. Right. And if the IRS doesn't, you know, whatever, whatever the IRS doesn't cover on their own, you know, big tech will. And I'll go back to personal experiences at Veritas. You know, we have, um, you know, outside, outside of Veritas, you have instances like Stripe payment processors cutting off the Trump campaign, mm -hmm. MailChimp cutting off people of, you know, specific political leaning. And then you go to Veritas and I was in charge of the, uh, you know, donor data software suite management for the organization and you know <clears throat> going the platform we were using at the time was salesforce and salesforce you know i was i was doing the whole build out of the software suite and there was an add-on i had wanted to do which was uh, an extension of uh, it was uh, in some way shape or form like a mailchimp you could you know expand your audience and via email and and other add-ons via text messages and you know they were super hot to sign the contract and we had a bit of a delay and then we got to uh january after the election and, and up until the inauguration where i got the go-ahead to you know do, perform those add-ons and, and, and sign contracts and radio silence i was like well this is strange yeah. but i kind of already know what the answer is and, you know, they're avoiding my phone calls. They're not, it's going straight to voicemail. So I, I call from a burner number and Salesforce, they answer and they're like, you know, yeah, no, we're not going to do business with you. And, you know, it was one of many entities that, you know, we're starting to get on board with the idea of, of if, if your leanings go a certain direction, we're, we're, we're done doing business. And so Salesforce's uh, claim at the time was that because of, certain information that had been you know provided uh veritas was under investigation because there were certain individuals from veritas down in dc at the time of the insurrection and so we're no longer going to do business with you so it's not you know in the same sense that the 501c3 versus c4 status is applied they're not going to directly say you know we're done we're cutting it off they'll say well no 501c3 but we'll give you c4 and, you know, that's just as bad as cutting it off because there's no incentive yeah. for a donor to 
you you know contribute to a C4 if if it's a small dollar donor you know they want to make their deductions count and they uh, they, they, they 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 cut Veritas off by saying uh, we're not going to renew your contract we're just going to bleed it out let it run you know run out and then that's it we're done doing business with you and then even uh, as far as uh, you know certain text messaging apps. Uh, you know, the, the, but but there the, there is a difference, right? There's there's a difference between obviously if Salesforce doesn't want to do business with you, they can cut off that contract. We've we knew this years ago. This Salesforce was a leftist organization that they were kicking people off, kicking conservative organizations out. That is that's a that's a part of the free market. Now they can't kick you off because you're black. They can't kick you off because you are a woman. They can't kick you off because of a protected class. But with, with very few exceptions, I think California has a law in place to protect so-called Republicans. D.C. has a law in place. Unless they say we are kicking you off because you are a member of a collected cla uh, protected class, they're allowed to do it. The difference is that the IRS isn't allowed to do that. And it's not a privilege to become a 501c3 organization. It's, it's your right as long as you meet all the different criteria. So it's, it's, again, I think, it's I think a, the problem is the people it's in the IRS, move. they, they, they chip away the, at all angles and you know, go ahead. Oh, it's, it's coordinated. It absolutely is coordinated. Cause we saw like during the uh, Obama administration, um, you had the DOJ working with banks to cut off gun stores. That was a real thing where the DOJ was telling banks not to let gun stores process credit card payments anymore. So yep. there absolutely is coordination. I think a lot of the problem is also the fact that these people in the private sector, as soon as the administration turns over, want administration jobs. And I, I would bet you that there are a lot of people behind these different decision-making uh, apparatuses that if you looked into their resumes, you'd see that they were working at a lot of the leftist organizations, the social media sites, the pr credit card processors, right? The, the Salesforce, all that. I think you'd find a lot of former employees at those anti-conservative uh, companies now working within the Biden administration, and it only stands to reason that they would they would do the same thing. Ah, that's but it's not supposed to work that way. You know, the the swamp is uh, multifaceted. It goes from biz big business, big business goes into big office, and you know the the great irony of it was as I was on the phone getting you know denied by Salesforce saying, "Yeah, now we're done. We're done doing business with you. We're censoring you." Uh, to my right on the TV screen was a CNN interview with Benioff, who is the CEO of Salesforce, and he was saying, you know, very, you know, uh, you know, taking taking the moderate approach of saying, yeah, well, you know, at the time this was when the clean sweep was taking place between, you know, Facebook and Twitter after the election, when all these accounts were getting, you know, chopped. Benioff is on TV going, oh, you know, this is, you know, this has gone too far, censorship, and 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 this. You know, censorship of this magnitude is 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 not you know it's not good. It 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 it's 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 not democratic in nature. And I'm sitting there, you know, on a phone call with one of his employees, being told, "Yeah, no, get lost." So, but they had the right to tell you to get lost. I mean, like it it it, it the the where the part where it's hard is when you've built a business around a software suite and just have nowhere they say you're done. And and we saw that one woman. She, she's she's engaging in politics, running for office, and uh, one of the banks was was a city. One of the banks just cut off her bank account, right? I mean, that is where it's completely jarring. Uh, Wells Fargo, and where it it's Wells just, Fargo, I think. Yeah, Wells, Far Wells Fargo. Yeah. City has cut off other people. Um, when you Chase, see Chase too. Yeah, when you see them cut 
organizations off like that, where it's deliberately meant to cripple the organization. That's where it's terrible. But I mean, if, if you're talking about just like, oh, we're not going to re- renew the contract, um, obviously it would be it would have been better if you had the notice so that you weren't putting in all that time and effort. But Salesforce doesn't have to renew the contract. The difference when it comes to exercising your right to organize as a nonprofit is you're not supposed to have that in government. You're not supposed to have to worry about that. So we all know that big tech is is to the left. We we all know that that every corporation has become so almost every major corporation has become so woke. I mean, Bud Light just put out an ad where they said <laughs> the B in LGBTQ stands for beer. Yeah. I mean, no, I how tone bottle. deaf? I saw the bottle. Yeah, yeah how, they got a new how tone deaf bottle. could you get? How tone deaf can you get? I mean, if you're gay and you want to celebrate this month, go for it. At the same time, though, if I think I think if you want people to not see being gay as being different, you shouldn't be out there proclaiming that being gay makes you automatically different. I, I, it's, it's almost paradoxical in, in that sense. But we see it across the board where companies are, are jumping at the bit to show how woke they are, show how leftist, well, how left leaning they are. So we, we have no reason to trust these companies anymore. And and Salesforce took a big hit. I mean, our company, we, we dropped Salesforce after that. They didn't drop us. We dropped them, said, screw this. If you're going to start kicking conservative organizations off, we're done. Um, and, and, other, and other companies came in to fill that void left by Salesforce. Um, it's going to happen. The I, point is know, that we can't have this happen in government. It's, it's, it's the, uh, the phrase, go woke, go broke. And uh, I think at least to that extension, you know, in, in the free marketplace, when it comes to these tech companies, they are going to realize that, They've made a mistake by going going woke, and you know at a certain point their market caps are going to get chopped in half, and uh, you know that's that's one way for the the uh, consumer populace to you know yeah. e- exact revenge. But you know it's a it's a double edged sword in the on 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 the governmental level. You know they can uh, they can hammer hammer the the individual or the organization uh, as much as they want. So yeah. No, boycott, boycott goes both ways, right? Joe comes on the show all the time. He says it's time to boycott, boycott. It also goes the other way, where if someone doesn't like what we're doing, they boycott, they boycott us, right? I mean, it's it's less of it's less important because we don't have a burgeoning audience of liberals. Um, we do have the trolls. We appreciate the trolls for our numbers, but we don't really care whether the trolls are there or not. Um, so boycott, boycott goes both ways, and I think sometimes that there there's this this sense. That it should only go one way. No, if if someone doesn't like you, they have every right to boycott you, and you have every right to boycott them back. And the free market will decide who wins. I think Salesforce took a big hit. They're still there, but there's other companies now that have that have increased their market share significantly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Salesforce used to be the only one, the only guy in town. There's other suites, other software suites that you can use now. Um, so, it, in some ways, the boycott boycott worked. In some ways, it didn't. But it's up to the free market to decide, which is why I want to pivot to mention our sponsor, Berna, because the free market has decided that not all self-defense devices have to be lethal. Yeah. I mean, I, I have a gun. I have a gun by my, my bedside. I have guns secretly hidden in random places, not random places, but places I can reach them. I carry a gun on a daily basis. But there is a place for a non-lethal self-defense Item, and that's where Berna HD comes in. The Berna HD is not a firearm, but an incredibly powerful 
an effective self-defense device that uses pepper, pepper and gas, and kinetic hard plastic projectiles to subdue an assailant for up to 20 minutes, giving its user enough time to escape. With an effective range of 66 feet, the Berna HD is more effective than pepper spray or stun guns, which have an effective range of just 10 feet or less. It's currently adopted by law enforcement and private security firms across the United States to help them de-escalate stressful situations before having to resort to lethal means. Sean Hannity has them on the show all the time. He swears by it, and they're not even a paid sponsor. He just loves it that much. So we're proud to, to take them on as a sponsor. Make sure you check them out at www.burna.com. That's B-Y-R-N-A.com. And make sure you use promo code CONSERVATIVE10 to get an extra 10% off your order. Again, that's B-Y-R-N-A.com, and then use promo code CONSERVATIVE10 to get an extra 10% off your order. That cannot be combined with any other coupons or discounts. They sent me one, mentioned this in the first hour. They sent me one. It feels good in the hand. Um, have you ever, feels have good you ever in the fired hand. one of those? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I was actually I've been, fooling I've been firing around. Them. I was fooling around with one of those yesterday with Joe, and I, I, I shot it into a dirt pot, uh, like a planter pot, like this deep. Yeah. Went all the way to the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. No. Definitely put I've someone on the ground. It, I've been shooting it indoors just at like blankets that I've been hanging. <laughs> so the blankets will like catch it. Um, it, it, it it's moving pretty fast. It, it's like a it's like a paintball gun. It, it, it's the same basic technology, but the rubber balls will will leave a welt. And the pepper balls, we played them on the show. They will definitely eliminate any will for the assailant to attack you. Um, so I, I was very curious. I was very skeptical about it. But after firing it a bit, um, there's definitely a place for it. And if you're looking for a self-defense tool that is non-lethal or less than lethal, this will definitely fill that void. And just to see if the if the uh, CO2 caster still works, just let, let off a little blast. Yep, still works. So that's been sitting there for a week, a little under a week, and it hasn't all Gone away. So again, go to burna.com, B-Y-R-N-A.com, and use conservative 10 as the promo code to get an extra 10% off your order. Um, yeah, I, I mean, so the, the other side of this is that the same people encouraging the IRS to go after conservative groups are also encouraging the IRS now to go after the Catholic Church. Put up image number six. The U.S. Conference of Bishops is meeting to create a set of rules that would determine how or whether U.S. politicians who support abortion rights would be allowed to receive communion, allowed to receive the Eucharist um, during a, uh, a Catholic church service, a Catholic mass. So this from the New York Times, the Vatican has warned conservative U.S. bishops to stop their push to deny communion to politicians supportive of abortion rights, including President Biden, a faithful churchgoer mm. and the first Roman Catholic to occupy the Oval Office in 60 years. So you go to you go to Twitter and you see what Twitter and listen, Twitter is not Twitter is not a, a good subsection of a good a good model of the population as a whole. I believe like 90 percent of all tweets are published by three percent of the users and they all skew far, far left. So it is very clear that this is this is a liberal uh, bubble. It's a it's a liberal bubble. But. It's useful to go into that liberal bubble to see what they are saying. So let's go to my screen, Mr. Producer. <laughs> None of these people are, are, are famous, but let's just see what they're saying. Let's tax churches, uh, that New York Times article, targeting Biden and ex excluding him from the Eucharist because of his political stance makes the Catholic Church a political organization, tax them. 
for the Catholic Church who support and hate pedophile priests to deny our President Biden Eucharist is hypocrisy of the highest degree. Clear indication the church meddling with politics tax these institutions now, tax every church. It's uh it, it's pretty it's pretty clear they want to tax the churches. And we gotta put down my screen. If you tax a nonprofit organization, that nonprofit organization would cease to exist. You cannot just take a church that that uses that relies on donations, right? And and a lot of these churches are barely scraping by as it is. And say, oh yeah, now you have to pay income tax, right? Now you have to pay all these different taxes. It it would it would destroy them, which is what they these people are calling for. They, they it's not just tax the church; it's let's destroy churches. Not just the Catholic Church. They want to go after all Christian churches because, as the IRS agent who handled this earlier application said, prayer is Republican. <laughs> so we know what their end game is. It's not just to stop new organizations from filing their 501c3 and c4 uh, paperwork. It's to go after existing, existing charities, existing churches, existing uh, faith or civic groups. Because, not because they, they care about churches that engage in politics. If they did, they go into inner cities around election time and they'd arrest the black preachers who are loading people into, into buses, right? But they don't care about that because that is helping their candidates. They only care about the churches or the political or the religious groups that pose a risk to them. So, yeah, the end game is not just to cancel the applications. The end game is to go after it all. What do you think about this, uh, Jake, with with them saying to defund or not to to tax the Catholic Church because they don't want to let Biden get Eucharist? Uh, Well, I I, I would biggest question that would come to mind is I wonder how many Hail Marys. you know, Hunter Biden had to say for all of his uh, uh, transgressions. At least four. Four. At least four and then three and that then three off fathers. Cocaine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that'll do it. Just one. That'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Three, three Hail Marys and then uh, four Hail Marys and then three off fathers. I mean, with that, that, that being that, said, that I might the, as well start penance. smoking crack. Yeah. No, yeah, well, you don't usually have to get absolved for crack smoking. I mean, that's, that's not typically what you would go to confession for. But Hunter Biden's got done a lot of other uh, sketchy stuff. It's, it's the activities um, that follow the smoking of the yeah. crack. Right. Yes, that's, 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 the, that's the main concern. That's the kicker. There. Um, well, what, what do you think about this? That it's not just stopping the applications and, and, and blocking new charities from being formed. That you see this organic, and there's even some blue check marks in here. Um, David Weissman saying if conservative, if conservative SCOTUS and Republican officials want to govern by their Christian faith, then maybe churches should pay taxes. They know what that means. They know that if churches had to pay taxes, they wouldn't exist anymore, that they, they, they exist on the basis of not having to pay all the taxes the for-profit entity would pay. What do you think? I mean, what, what do you I, think about look, that? I mean, my, my specialty is, 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 you know, financial crimes and, 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 and in some sense, financial warfare. And do, what what do I think about it? I think it's it's their go to move at this point. They've got the the the, the, the you know the, everything stacked in their interest, but it's uh it's 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 a great way to go about doing what they want to do. You know, you ultimately all of the virtue signaling and stuff aside, if you can flip a few switches and, and cut off the cash flow, that's you know, it's a, it's a it's a war without firing a single shot. You 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 conquer your enemy. Yeah, yeah. So the the Catholic Church 
doesn't want the U.S. bishops to go along with this. The U.S. bishops tend to be more conservative than the pope, who who is a Jesuit. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what new rules the U.S. Catholic bishops come up with. I, I don't believe that they're going to just cut off Joe Biden and say no, um, no Eucharist. I don't, I don't think they'll do that, but I think they're going to come with something that is, is, is harsher than the status quo without a full, a full ban. But I mean, th- th- this is the Democrats playbook. Notice how they are not going after unions. Notice how they're not going after private or, sector or unions. Any Notice other how they're not going groups. after public sector unions. Yeah. Notice how they are not raising, raiding synagogues. Notice that they are not raiding, uh, mosques. They're not. They're not raiding the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. They're not raiding any of these other things. That I'm really, sure. That's if a thing. You, yes. Yes. The Church of the Flying Spaghetti I need Monster. To get out more. Uh, yeah, it, it's it is a real thing, and it's a it's like a, a joke church. But they're not raiding the the Church of Satan. That that's a real nonprofit organization. It's very obvious that the Church of Satan isn't really in the business of community betterment. <laughs> it's very obvious that there are a lot of real churches, churches that, I mean, look at the mega churches. I mean, we, we talk on this podcast all the time about the Joel Olsteins of the world who, who, who fly around on their, on their private jets and, and they flash their wealth. I mean, there are a lot of churches that exist for the, for the financial enrichment of whoever runs them, right? There, there are lots of places that, that the IRS could actually crack down, but they're not going against those. They're not well, going against the bona fide I mean, criminals. If you're going at, against people because of their political opinions, if you look at, you know, I'm, I'm not surprised in, in the, you know, the Vatican coming out and saying that because just as you have big tech, you have big, big religion and big, you know, big religion is, is probably, in, in my opinion, you know, just as motivated and, and, and you know, biased as, as, say, big tech or any other large corporations so i'm not i'm not surprised by it in any sense <laughs> if you actually uh you know this is a fun fact do you know the one area in the world that has the highest concentration of the highest salaries in the world do you know where that is out in Matt, where it's within the walls of the vatican the average salary within the walls of the vatican is, is somewhere so, around three hundred thousand yeah. dollars i would imagine that because there aren't a whole lot of people who aren't priests in the Vatican. Um, so I'd imagine that, that the people that actually are living in, or working within the Vatican, um, I mean, you, you, look at, you look at the Swiss Guard, right? The Swiss Guard would be among that group, and I imagine they get paid very, very well. Um, it's, not, it's not priests who are getting paid an average of 300 grand a year. It, it's most likely the different contractors and other employees that they have to bring in to do non-religious work. Uh, but it's, it, it's an interesting statistic. That, that's for sure. Um, well, where, where does all this go? I mean, we, we, we've covered on the beginning of the podcast. There is, we have now literally reached the point where there is violence in the street. Yeah, I'm sorry. Juneteenth wasn't the peaceful coming together moment that the Democrats said it was going to be. Next year. I mean, next year. Next year. It'll, it'll be next year. year. Um, we had um, one guy call in. Um, and he mentioned, he mentioned that in Indiana, I didn't even know about this, but I mean, like he's in South Bend, Indiana. He's like, oh yeah, they had a Juneteenth celebration here and, and one guy got killed. I mean, th- this is happening around the country. Obviously, Chicago's worse than anywhere else in the country for this. The, the very fabric of our, of our society, in many ways, falling apart. The, the, the sense of, of being a neighbor, of being a countryman, it, it's going away. And the organizations that are supposed to exist 
to foster that civic spirit, that faith spirit. Those very 501c3 and c4 organizations are now being denied the right to exist. So I don't like being the conspiracy theory guy, but if you wanted to destroy the country, the way you do it would be by destroying the kind of civil society organizations that exist as nonprofits to try and fix this. So yeah, it it is very cyclical. Going back to, you know, Nazism and, you know, your aversion to, you know, comparing things to Nazis, but what, you know, what the Nazis do, they destroy the storefronts of of, uh, ideological groups that they did not uh, support. So it's no different than, you know, say Kristallnacht in that the storefronts, digital or, you know, you know, you know, technological in, 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 in their existences are just being chopped down. You don't meet this set of expectations. We're going to break in your storefront. And, uh, you know, it's, <laughs> I don't know what they do to convince people otherwise, but apparently, you know, for a, a large, a large majority of, of, of people, it's working. Yeah. And, and that is the scary part of all this. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. If you like the podcast, everyone, make sure you sign up for the audio edition that is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Podbean. It's very important. Even if you watch us live when we go live, 2 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, um, even if you watch us live, do subscribe to the audio version. That's how we prove our numbers. That's how we prove the numbers to advertisers. That's how we grow the show. So very, very appreciate everyone who's been also downloading the podcast. If you aren't already downloading and subscribe, please do subscribe to one of those audio podcast providers. Now, lots of links in the description. Make sure you check out the sponsors of the show. That is um, Berna. Berna HD right here, the non-lethal or less than lethal self-defense option. And then we also have We The People holsters. Lots of guns this week. Really, really flashy holsters there. Proud to be sponsored by both of them. And listen, now's the time to start getting this stuff. Not This is not a call to violence. It's just reading the tea leaves, as it were. Things aren't getting better. Things are getting worse. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And I'm Jake Frejo. And remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country isn't over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.